Welcome in to the Under the Hood podcast with me, Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast, whether it is on Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitch. We are live. Thanks so much for being with me, along with my crazy cousin, Wiley. Wiley, good Monday to you, sir. How are you? I am doing well, cuz. So how you feeling? I feel great, man. After that Super Bowl, now we got now we've got no football. Now, now right. we have, now we got the Super Bowl. Now we have no football. Now we have the offseason to talk about. But you know, before we get into everything, we have a number of side stories that we want to provide for you here on the show. But also, we'll talk about um, the Super Bowl that took place. And by the way, leave your comments uh, on our chat, whether it's on Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitch. Leave your comments. We will read your comments throughout the show. We will talk about the Super Bowl. And uh, like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You guys are on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, there's stars there. Uh, leave some stars so people know uh, that, hey, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood is live on every Monday with J-Hood and Cousin Wiley. Same thing on Facebook. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to our podcast as well. We want to continue for, to grow in 2024. We appreciate you checking us out either live or taped or wherever you watch it. Thanks so much for checking it out. We've got merchandise as well, Cuzzo. Yes, we have uh, ah. the Under the Hood hoodie. Yes, and with Valentine's Day, you know, right around the corner, you know, you would like to, this is a great item to, to have when you're going under your wife's hood or your your mistress hood. It's a great, great, great hoodie to have. You oh, know, my God. Give it to her to put it on, you know, and then, you know, go under that hood and take it off. Uh huh. Get yourself an under the hood hoodie, Carolina blue baby. Yeah, T tell the person that's been wearing it in your house. You wear it on your the top of your body, not the bottom. I'm not sure why it <laughs> smells like that, but yes, <laughs> over the top, not around the waist. Very odd, but nonetheless. All right, and then we also have the under the hood tumbler. Uh huh. You know, now this tumbler is great. This tumbler is great. You can use it for for coffee, for tea. You know, a little alcohol, or you know, if, if you're having a hard time sleeping, you can get yourself some warm milk. You know, mm -hmm. uh, whether two percent whole milk, one percent, or even breast milk, if that's what you like. Um, but breast you can use milk. this for <laughs> whatever you want. If you need warm milk to sleep, put it inside this under the hood tumbler. It's great for whatever you need. Get yourself. Get yourself two. Get one for yourself. Get one for your spouse. Well, you can tell where Wiley's taste buds have been. That, that he can ah. just breast milk. But go ahead. Yes. Ah, very thirsty. And then we have the uh, the under the hood water bottle. So if you're if you're like me and and you just love water, get yourself one of these. You can it refill it with with your either bottled water. You don't have to carry around the plastic or your filter water, or you know, if you want soda, juice, or even if you want to like look like you're being active, put your alcohol in here. Get yeah. yourself one of these. You know, it's <laughs> going to stay nice and cold, and, and you have a a great beverage to to keep this in. And it's virtually indestructible, so you want to have this, you know, uh, in your office, in your gym, you know, or just hanging around inside your car. Get yourself get yourself a couple. Yes. Also, you could beat uh, beat somebody over the head with it if you like to. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. If you don't have a little bat inside your car, then you you know <laughs> need to. Uh, yeah. Have a conversation with someone. Use your 
Under the Hood water bottle. And then my favorite, your favorite, the Under the Hood t-shirt. You know, this is, uh, yeah, yeah, smells like success. Uh. So get yourself an Under the Hood t-shirt. They come in a variety of colors. Mm -hmm. uh, get all the colors. I think something great to have. Uh, you can watch a million times without issue. You know, uh, and support the show under the hood. Yes. yes. So support your your favorite podcast under the hood with Jonathan Hood. Uh, if you're watching live, it's it's available now. You can go to my link tree right there. That's rolling at the bottom. You can't miss it because it keeps rolling uh, on the scroll like a like a Jerry Lewis telethon. It just keeps going. So underneath the bottom here. You go to the link tree and you'll be able to get your merchandise right there. Super Bowl taking place in Las Vegas. Man, it, it, I, I was watching the coverage, Cuzzo, and I was thinking, man, I feel like we should be there. I mean, in Las right. Vegas, Super Bowl, I know the tickets are outrageous, but I can always find a way to get in. 25 to 22, Kansas City with the victory in overtime. And, and so all day, or even since last night, people are talking about Patrick Mahomes. And I tried to expand the conversation this morning on Cap and J Hood. I'm on there week, weekday morning, 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000. You can download the ESPN Chicago app. I tried to expand the conversation about Patrick Mahomes beyond football because I think it's very clear that he is the face of football right now. The face of football, the best quarterback going right now. We can have the debate on whether or not he is the greatest of all time. We can talk, talk about that. It's hard for me to go there while he's still playing. But I try to expand the conversation, as I always do, by talking about Patrick Mahomes in, as far as other athletes are concerned. So he's 28 years old. He has now 15 playoff wins because, oh, he's got – he's trailing only Tom Brady and Joe Montana for the most by a quarterback since 1950. He's got three championships. He's got three rings and two league MVPs. He walks with Larry Bird, Guy LaFleur in hockey, Bill Russell, Mickey Mantle, Stan Musial, and Joe DiMaggio. Those are old names from the 30s, 40s, and 50s when it comes to baseball. Three championships and two league MVPs in the first seven seasons of his career. I mean, he's he's no one's gotten there faster than Patrick Mahomes. So thinking about it from that standpoint, quarterback, we can have the conversation. But as far as all-time athlete, to be able to get those accolades so quickly, that's faster than Jordan. That says a lot. Yeah. So what's that uh what's that Jay-Z line? I'm gonna use it for Mahomes. Don't call him Mahomes more, call him the blueprint. Yep. That's what he is. He's the blueprint for you know uh how you can have sustained success. We you know, plumbers and electricians um and win super roles with those guys as uh receivers, and he's been praised for that, you know. Throughout his, he was praised for that throughout his career. We just saw Mahomes, you know, take it a, another level because even when Brady was winning a lot of those Super Bowls, his receivers were like suspect, but he had a solid offensive line. He had yeah. a line who can give him time to throw the ball um, to those plumbers and electricians. Mahomes, both of his tackles are suspect. Both of his left tackles are not elite left tackles. They're average, they're average at best left tackles, I mean left and right tackles. And you have a running back who is, you know, maybe an average to slightly above average running back. You have an aging tight end, aging superstar tight end, but he's his best days are definitely behind him. And then you have 
an up, maybe an up and coming something and where she writes, but that's it. Yeah. That's it. You have, he has nothing on offense. So that's a case of a guy when you lift all boats, like I'm not sure, you know, how much his uh, teammates are, are sharing with him, but each one of them, they owe him at least 10% of the checks, at least 10% <laughs> of the checks on offense, yeah. because that guy put them all on his back and carried them to a Super Bowl by himself. Like he he did what we saw, we seen Michael Jordan do, you know, when he was at his at his peak. What we saw Tiger Woods do, you know, uh, on Sundays. That's the blueprint. That's a blueprint of what you want when it comes to quarterbacking organization. You want a guy like that who can lift and elevate its entire team, especially offensively, regardless of how much talent is around them. So watching that, you know, we, we talked about this last night too. Uh, I'm normally like, hey, don't bet against Mahomes. You know, Mahomes is, is is the guy you don't bet against. And then naturally, I bet against Mahomes. Of course. <laughs> of course. Counterculture. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. I mean, I, I told you – don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Look, I did it twice. Cuzzo, I did it twice. Not the Miami game, obviously, but you think about against the Ravens. I thought this was Lamar Jackson's time. Yeah. You know, it didn't happen. The Bills. I bet against Mahomes because both of those games with the Bills and the Ravens were on the road. And so I thought, okay, take a step back and then step two, step forward, you know, for 2025. Not the case, though. The, the, this right here is the most impressive championship for Patrick Mahomes because of everything they've gone through. I've laid it out about no Eric Bieniemy, Taylor Swift hanging around, you know, um, the guys dropping passes, his wide receivers are dropping passes, even Travis Kelsey, not necessarily Travis Kelsey. The defense is the reason why they're, they made it to the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is the reason why they won it. The yes. defense has been so impressive under Spagnola, the, um, the defensive coordinator, but I'm impressed because though, because, when they when you needed to make a play, Mahomes was like, you know what? I can't trust these dudes. I know yes. that that he will say, I love my guys, they're great, you know, I got no problem, all that stuff, right? But I know, but I know he was like, especially in the overtime period, he's like, I can't trust Isaiah Pacheco to run the football in this spot. He might right. drop Hardman, like Hardman and Watson and Rashi Rice. They're, okay, they're decent players, but he's like. I got to make these plays. I got to put ourselves in a position to score here because I can't trust these guys because I don't want them dropping the football. Now, this is not dire like the Bears as far as weapons, but these guys have betrayed Mahomes too often. And he's like, I got here this far. I'm pushing the ball into the end zone and making sure that we score and win this game. So I'm impressed that this team has not even been the Kansas City Chiefs that we've seen in the past as far as dominance, but they are able to get to a point where they can win the Super Bowl. I love what I saw there. No, I, I did as, as well. And and here's why I picked against them, even though I knew not to do it. It was primarily because everyone was picking them to win. And usually when you when you have the masses backing one team, even though it's on paper is really close, it makes makes you pause like, hmm, maybe this isn't the way to go because everyone is backing them and you know, in general, the books never lose, you know. So if 
you have 70 plus percent of the people backing this one team, the books are going to take a beating off of this game if they win. So it's like, hey, let, let me go the opposite way. And, and I know there were things that broke against you know San Francisco, the 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 uh, McCaffrey fumble, the the muff punt, the misfield, the miss extra point, and all those things. But in the end, as as we're texting back and forth, it was, and I was saying to you then, it was like if Mahomes gets if they don't score a touchdown right now, the game is over. Yeah, they need a touchdown right now, or the game is over because. Mahomes gets the ball back. He's going to score a touchdown. There is no field goal. There is just a touchdown. That's it. So, and he did it because it's what you see. Like he would have done it in, in regulation if there was like there was like an extra ten seconds left. The game is over regulation because the guy is just that good. Where he's going to, in those key moments, he's going to do what the legends do. He's going to put everything on his back. He's going to carry. A mediocre, mediocre at best, office team across the finish line. It's impressive. Like I said, like that guy's that guy's the blueprint. Um, and I will never. Well, for now, maybe if the Bears play them, I'll still bet my heart. But uh, outside of the Bears playing against them, I will never bet against Mahomes to win. I mean, to lose any big game again in my life. Well, you know, I mean, it's. it's I, if they take on the Bears again. I didn't know that you had that kind of disposable income that you could just throw it in the furnace and let it burn. I mean, are, are you serious? Well, so, so here's the truth. Like, I did. No, I can't say what I did. Um, but it wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad season for me when it came to um, you know um, wagers. I'll just put it like that. What did you do? I didn't have a bad season uh, betting football games. Uh huh. So. But I, I don't like to bet the Bears. I don't like to bet Chicago because I, I want to bet my heart, you know, and that's usually a, a recipe for disaster. So I avoid Chicago wages because it doesn't work out well. Well, I mean, but, y- your analysis is strange because, once again, the Chiefs were the underdog, and I and I took the Chiefs. It was one and a half. I took – I got I, – I have right here the, 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 underdog, the uh, underdog Chiefs and the under, under 47 and a half. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I thought it was an easy bet because I'm never betting against Patrick Mahomes again. So so that's why I'm just like, hey, man, if anyone's going to push it up, you know, up and over, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes because I was betting against him before. Like, I, like it's the Bills. I thought it was Josh Allen's time. That team had, had been was better in the second half of the season to the point where it got to the playoffs. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. I, yeah, it's great individual achievement that you got MVPs. I got no problem with Lamar Jackson, but what about the team? You going to be able to get to that spot again, get to the Super Bowl? I mean, that that's the whole thing. And so I, I, I think the reverse I, though. Like I, I, yeah, I, I I backed them with the Bills. I backed them with the Ravens, and it was like because everyone everyone went against them in those games too. Like. The public was backing the Ravens. The public was backing the Bills, so I backed. Uh, I backed Mahomes, but then I had you know sometimes you think you're smarter than you are. Say like, ah, well, Mahomes, Purdy, Mahomes, uh, or Reed Shanahan. Uh, I know that the, the the Chiefs have the edge, but everyone is backing the Chiefs. That just can't be. Go against them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was close enough. And by the way, San Francisco almost won that game. I'll just put a bow on Mahomes in Kansas City and just say this: like, 
Patrick Mahomes, and here's a stat, Cuzzo. Patrick Mahomes okay. is the fifth quarterback to win at least three Super Bowls, joining Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw. Even though it doesn't look like it, Bradshaw was a bad man at one point in time. Uh, and Troy Aikman. And the third to do so within his first seven seasons, joining Brady and Aikman. Mahomes now has won three Super Bowls and two NFL MVP awards, joining Brady and Montana as the only players to reach those marks. Again, in seven seasons, that's four fewer than Brady and five fewer than Montana. So, I mean, he's he's right there. Think about it. At three Super Bowls, two NFL MVPs, Mahomes, Brady, Montana. That's the list. That's, yeah. I mean, that, that, that puts him in greatness. And by the way, this is not like football's change or football's softer, so like, like you could say for like basketball, for instance, right? You say, well, it's a different game. It's not as physical. So you can be able to have a lot of accolades and, and break a lot of records. Um, and that's why people put a spotlight on LeBron. Like, yeah, LeBron, you surpassed Kareem, but you didn't have to go through the rigors of the league as far as physicality and road travel and all that stuff. You can say that. I don't agree with that, but people do say that. But football is football. And when yes. you're able to win like this, man, the game has not changed so much where it's like, well, softer league, you can just get through it. Like, No, you had to earn your way to the Super Bowl. That's football. Yeah. It, what impresses me um, about what Mahomes and Reed have they've done together is that you, you've seen Reed sort of in that Cal Shanahan mode for a chunk of his career. Where he could, he could, um, he could lead you there, but he couldn't finish the job. Yeah, you know, he just, he just constantly coming up to what you call the with the bridesmaid or whatever. It's yeah. constantly that bri- the bridesmaid, and then you see them get over the hump. And then you watch Cal Shanahan, and I know he's only like 44, 45, so he's relatively a young, relatively young coach. But you you see what happens with a lot of guys as talented of a coach as he is in those big moments. He's a bad weather. He's a bad weather. So whenever the game gets tight, for whatever reason, he's going to make critical decisions that negatively impact his team and that cost three teams Super Bowls because he was up against Mahomes with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, 10 points in the fourth quarter. Wet the bed. Up against Brady. What? At your house, watch a Super Bowl in the hood cave. Yeah, what, like 20, 20 points. Wet the bed. Yeah. Uh again, just critical decision after critical decision. He pisses himself. There was no reason in a, in overtime to not go for it on fourth down. Like to not go for touchdown. It, it should have been touchdown or bust because you had to know you give Mahomes the ball back, you give Brady the ball back. They're going to score a touchdown and win the game. There is no field goal. There's touchdown only, nothing else. And you know, that's what happened. You know, it's tripped out because uh, we come to find out when you talk to some of the players from San Francisco, they were not aware of the new overtime rule that looked it's like college, right? They were not yeah. aware of the overtime rule. So I'm like, wait a minute. Shanahan, smart coach on the surface, smart coach, right? You've been yeah. able to get to a certain level as a coaching staff. Whereas Kansas City practiced and talked about this uh, the week leading into the Super Bowl, some of the 49ers players were not aware. And probably the one that was at the coin flip, because I'm sure that with them winning the toss, I'm sure that the player was told, hey, man, if we win the coin toss, we will get the, the, the ball first in overtime. 
And so right. the analytics kind of slipped in there where Shanahan, the coach for San Francisco, is like, yeah, you know, um, if we don't – if we score here and they score, we're going to get it in sudden, sudden death. We have the ball back. And it's kind of like, no, you give Kansas City the opportunity to score first. And I'm not saying yes. that – who knows? All I know is that Mahomes and the Chiefs and their back was against the wall. And you don't want to play with Mahomes like that, you know? You don't get into the end zone. You get you set up for a field goal, and then you see on the other side. Now, yeah. here's the thing. For me, it didn't come down to all of that. I mean, there's a lot of things that San Francisco did poorly. But, I mean, that decision, you don't want to put that in your hands as a head coach. If you have the ball, you win the toss, defer. Yeah. Let them do whatever they're going to do, field goal, touchdown, whatever. But now you have Purdy, who is five and diamond it down the field, right? I mean, yeah. you have McCaffrey to run the football. So if you want to take time off the clock to be able to eventually tie that game or tie the game well, with two, go ahead. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't understand that. Yeah, I I I thought like once again in a critical moment he came up short because of his decision making. And as a player, that has a concern because you're like, my coach is great. My coach is great until it matters. When it yeah. matters most, then my coach is no longer great. My coach is at best average. And when your average went up against an Andy Reid, he's gonna beat that ass. Like he you saw him, he smelled, he smelled blood in the water. He was he was excited. You know, he, he knew what was getting ready to happen and, and he you know finished the job. Um even though he almost got attacked by um one of his players, you know, that was uh that was that was concerning right there. <laughs> uh, you beat Travis Kelsey right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see him, right? Travis Kelsey, Cuzzo. You see this right around the corner? You see this picture? Yeah. I mean, now, now again, close so, your eyes. Imagine I, if that's. I was going to say, if, imagine if, it, if that was Travis Smith, Travis Smith or Tyrone Davis or something like that. Uh-huh. He would have been arrested at halftime. Oh, they right. <laughs> they would have came and <laughs> dragged him off the field, you know. Like he almost gave sent Andrew Reed into early retirement right there. You know, Andrew Reed almost had a heart attack. You got he would like some this big black man just rushed me and you know screamed at me. Can you imagine that? It's like uh yeah. Andrew's black man. But no, they 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 said uh Travis Kelsey was he was passionate. He he cares about winning, even though he almost killed his coach on the sideline. You know, imagine that. <laughs> he almost bowled him over. You saw that, right? Yeah. I, mean, I was Nagy, I was concerned. Nagy didn't want to, uh, anything to do with it. Like uh, Reed didn't want anything to do with it, but he's passionate. Well, but but you know what? You, here's here's the thing about uh, about Nagy too. That was if you wanted to uh, to see was Nagy a play caller or not. That was the that moment right there told you who the real play caller was. It's Andy Reed. Andy Reed is calling the plays because sure. he didn't go to Nagy and and tackle Nagy. He went to to the head coach, the guy who was pulling the strings, and said, "Hey." Put me out there, call the play for me because you know this whoever else isn't getting the job done. I want the ball. So yeah, that was I understood it, but I I thought the same thing it was like, hey, if that was some if that was Martellus Bennett out there, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, who's standing on business, Martellus Bennett, yeah, he, on business. He, he would have been in prison. He would have been in prison. So. <laughs> I, I just got to say this about San Francisco. And, again, I know that everyone's going, coming down on Shanahan because they think, okay, big choke job. Well, I mean, you had an opportunity. It was. Well, you had an opportunity to win the ball game. 
what what I didn't like, and that, not just the overtime period, there's a couple of mistakes made. And I know that people look at the McCaffrey fumble and just like, okay, that was early in the game. But the little mistakes, the, the McLeod fumble or the McLeod yeah. fumble, I mean, I know people say, well, it was a deflection. McLeod was around it. I'm just disappointed that the 49ers didn't get a chance to jump on the ball. Yeah, just somebody jump on the ball. That didn't happen. McCaffrey with the fumble. And then in the third Moody. quarter, you have three three and outs. And people will say, well, I mean, the overtime was a new game. The point is, though, is that the momentum started to slip on San Francisco. The three three and outs with Brock Purdy, well, I think, was a was a factor in the game. And there's this, like, there's four or five things, Cuzzo, that happened in the game that caused San Francisco to lose it. They had it right there. But you knew even at halftime, as boring yeah. as the first half was, 10-3 San Francisco, you're like, yep. you know what? Mahomes and those guys are going to get it right because they've been here before. There's no way that Kansas City was going to not score enough to be able to win this ball game. 10-3, I'm like, San Francisco has an opportunity to step on their throats. If it's 17-3, okay, a little different story. 10-3, yeah. you're a touchdown and an extra point away. I thought, you know, Kansas City has a chance to win the game. I did as well. Like I thought, like, watching that first half, the 49ers dominated the Chiefs in the first half. For the Chiefs to only be down by seven points, going to halftime, getting the ball coming out of halftime, I saw that as a win for the Chiefs because to get outplayed by that much in one half and only be down by a touchdown and you're getting the ball to win. So I thought the edge, I thought the Chiefs had the edge coming out at halftime, but to see how poorly the 49ers played in the third quarter, and I mean, it was just crazy. And I know we talk about all day about how much, how many weapons the 49ers have on offense. You can't have number one receivers getting locked down by the opposing team secondary. So when you have uh, all of your top receivers blanketed by the secondary and you can't, they can't get open, I have to question if they're really number one receivers because Debo Samuel, I know it's an, it's an exciting player. But he's more—he's more of a football guy than he is a wide receiver. So when you have a McDuffie who can just shadow him and just take him completely out of the game, you're not number one. You're oh, you number don't. One. So you don't consider him? You said you consider more a football guy than a wide receiver. You don't. Yes. Think receiver. So I—I I think he's a great football player, but uh -huh. I don't know if he's a great a great wide receiver because he's like a switch army knight. You can have him do a little bit of everything, and he's gonna he's gonna deliver for you in those moments. But I think if you're asking him run this route as an elite receiver and beat arguably the best corner in the game, he can't do that. He can't do that. But if you so I thought in, in those situations, that to me that's coaching because you had to have known, hey, they're probably gonna put the best corner in football, this all pro corner on on our on our best receiver. Maybe we can like do some things to you know, scheme them open instead of having run routes against the best corner in football or arguably the best corner in football. They didn't do that. And then with McCaffrey essentially not showing up in the first half, that put them in a tight spot because now you're asking Purdy to beat the Chiefs with the third wide receiver, you know, and and overcome the countless penalties, you know, the, kill, the drive killing penalties, drive killing fumbles. 
I don't know if you can ask Purdy to do that today. Maybe in a couple of years, possibly you can do it. Today, no. It's not it's too it, much. It but you know what, Cuzzo? It wasn't bad. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, it was, it was Tyson Bajan on steroids. Like it, the, the ability to be able to get the ball down the field, try to not to turn it over. I mean, I, I know that we hear the term game manager a lot. And by the way, I, there's no problem with that. So if you're a game manager and don't turn the ball over, that's a good thing. He was only sacked one time. So he did right. have he did have protection on that offensive line. And he had and here's the thing about Purdy. He with this team, he doesn't have to be great. I can make the case here tonight that San Francisco was the better football team. San Francisco actually was the better football team. Here's why. Because you saw Mahomes get rattled because he yelled ball too long. He's trying to make a play. He was sacked three times. Purdy was sacked one time. His quarterback rating is not great. It was 70. But you know what? They're not asking him to be Patrick Mahomes. They're asking him to not turn the ball over, hand the ball off to McCaffrey, just be able to get um, guys like Ayuk and Jennings and Samuel involved. But here's the thing. When you are Brock Purdy, your best weapon is your running back. Why is it that the, the 49ers got away from running the football in the second half? I, I do not understand that. Like, that's your best weapon as far as him getting yards. He was 8 for 80 uh, as far as uh, receiving the ball, McCaffrey, and 22 for 80 running the football. Ultimately, that's your best weapon, and you just went away from it. You had seven or six or seven straight passes in the third quarter. Like, why would you get away from that? Because when you run the football, you're taking time off the clock. You're setting up the – you're doing the run to set up the pass. It doesn't have to be a big pass, but it's got to be a pass to be able to matriculate the offense and keep it moving and all that, right? Now, I just I, – again, we talk about Shanahan choking the game away. He's probably kicking his own ass saying, "I this is my best weapon. Unless McCaffrey's hurt or, you know, there's something going on, if he's healthy – this is the Super Bowl, man. You ain't got time to get cute. This is not a game in September. You know, you, you've got to run the football with McCaffrey. And I don't know why they stopped doing that. I think that was it. I think he he tried – he was playing a game of chess against the, um, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, Spags, and he was trying to outguess what he was going to do next. And he repeatedly guessed wrong. You know, and like I, I'm not doubting. Like McCaffrey struggled for for a period of time. McCaffrey wasn't doing good. He he had a better fourth quarter in overtime than he did, you know, early in the game. But uh, you still have to stick with him because you, you're still going up against a piss poor run defense. So sort of like what the Ravens did when they got away from it. If you stick with if you stick with McCaffrey against a, a bad running defense, eventually they're going to crack, like they did in the fourth quarter in overtime. But if you'd have done that early in the game, maybe they crack in third quarter. Maybe they crack in the second quarter, and you're and you're running away with a victory as opposed to you know sort of playing catch up at the end. So I, I thought the game plan was poor. I thought um, the execution from the players was relatively poor, and you you can't expect Mahal, you can't expect Purdy. Because he did play well in the fourth quarter in overtime, but you yeah. can't expect him to outplay Mahomes in the fourth quarter in overtime, though. Like that's no. that's a difference. But I I think that the operation for the 49ers is was better than Kansas City because even though Kansas City again earned their way there, look at the personnel of 49ers. They just they made the mistakes that the Chiefs did not, and that just yeah. shows how battle tested the Chiefs are. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe, and comment uh, on this video right here.
And again, on Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitch, that's where we are right now every Monday, Jay Hood and Cousin Wiley. We have something for you guys in a moment, a number of other things we're going to talk about, but the Chiefs win. The dynasty is here for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go through some of the comments here. Um, Curtis Jackson's checking in from um, Farmington, Minnesota. Glad that you are checking in. Um, What's up, 50? Uh, Jamie uh, Salmons. Or is it Salmons? Uh, check it in. <laughs> I had a salmon. Hello, I take the salmon up. Get off my table. Some girl had been asked me for some salmon. I'm like, I'll be right left there with the bill. Um, that was downtown. Um, Mahomes is the Tiger Woods of football. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking about the the very very best right now at the top of his of his game. Um, Curtis Jackson also says that uh, Andy Reid and that coaching staff is a weapon. They can figure out every Scooby-Doo mystery before they, <laughs> before they do. <laughs> it's so true, man. It's so true. Give, give Andy Reid his flowers. It's funny that you say that because I was, as because I was talking about Andy Reid. I mean, I had to refresh my memory on this because of you know how long Andy Reid was a coach of Philly. I mean, he was like 12 years. He was a young man. He was 41 yeah. when he took over the, the Chiefs. I'm sorry, the um, the Eagles. He was 41 in 1999 and was there from 99 to 2012. And you know that they only went they went to the NFC title game. I'm not sure how many. They went to four or five times, right? Yeah. NFC title game is, is the NFC champions uh, in 2004. That was McNabb. I think that was, yeah, that was with Dio. Yeah. Yeah. But then with Kansas City, he started Kansas City in 2013. 11 and 5, 9 and 7, 11 and 5, 12 and 4, 10 and 6, 12 and 4, and then 2019 Super Bowl champions, AFC champions in 2020, the pandemic year. Didn't get to the playoffs uh, in 2021, Super Bowl champions 2022, AFC champions 2023, and now the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. I mean, that guy has stamped himself as a 65-year-old in the Hall of Fame. It's crazy. And, and I know this may sound crazy, though, Hood, and, but I think he's a better head coach than Belichick. Understood. I, I mean, I, I know Belichick has the rings, but he has had sustained success with multiple quarterbacks from McNabb to uh, Alex Smith to and now with Mahomes. Whereas if you remove Brady from uh, Belichick's record, he is below average as as a coach. You know, he, he doesn't have much as, as a head coach, as a defensive coordinator, excellent. But as a head coach without Brady, he's we don't even know who he is. He's probably out of the league without Brady. I, but I just you know, I, I'm not going to disparage Bill Belichick because I, I know, I, and that's fine. I'm, I'm what I'm doing. I'm comparing the two guys. I'm that's saying if I'm comparing, I'm comparing these two guys. To yeah. me, my preference would be an Andy Reid over a Bill Belichick. Understood. Understand. I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy that can't get a job now in Belichick. I mean, all these right. championships, and he can't even get a job in the league. So that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, Radio Raheem gets a job with Atlanta. Right. And, and right. so think about it. Belichick went down to Atlanta. Was it Atlanta? I think he did go to Atlanta to try to get a job twice. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and couldn't, but Radio Raheem with the radio, talking about do the right thing, you know, he, Raheem Morris, he gets a job. So I thought that, that yes. was it. Um, so Andy Reid at his, at his age, all three of Reid's Super Bowl titles have come since he was turned 60 years old. He's the fourth head coach in NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB history to win at least three championships at the age of 60 or older. He's with Casey Stengel, Bill Belichick, and Scotty Bowman from the NHL. I mean, he's doing this all in his 60s. And yeah. so, I mean, and a shout-out to Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike who sent me a lot of these stats here from ESPN. I just I, – I'm fascinated because I like to see how the history works with Mahomes and Reed. Like, okay – are they great? And if they're great, how do you compare their greatness? And so you think about the age of Mahomes at 28, and he surpassed Jordan as far as – and you heard me – I think you might have heard me this morning talk about this. I did. It, it, which, was, which is – I thought was amazing. Yeah. Fastest to win three championship round MVPs. Yeah. Mahomes did in seven seasons three uh, championship round MVPs. It took eight years for Magic. It took eight years for Tim Duncan, nine years for Michael. Now, Michael had the cocaine traveling circus. Right. So, I mean, you had to clean out BS and Enos <laughs> Watley and that bullshit. You had to get Brad Sellers. Yeah. All right. That's enough. Get those guys out of there. So now I can control Pippen. Right. He'll be part of the show in just a moment. And to control Pippen and Horace Grant and Bill Cartwright, who was a nice player for the Knicks, you know, before Ewing got there. It's just kind of a cavalcade of a bunch of parts that work and Jordan's like, I'm elite. I'm going to lead. Well, who was it? Uh, Orlando Woolridge. When Jordan was a rookie, Orlando Woolridge was meeting with the press because Orlando was the man. He was the man for the Bulls. And he's like, they got all the, the presses around. All right, Orlando, what do you think of this kid, Jordan? What do you think? And Orlando like looked over his shoulder and he saw Jordan was the only one working out. He was the only one like going up Duncan, take the ball. Going up, Duncan, take the ball. Going up, and he looked over his shoulder, and Orlando was like, "Yeah, it's his team now." <laughs> just like that, right? He's like he, he just gave up because he saw Jordan working out. All the other guys just trying to get, you know, trying to get to the to, to Rush Street at the time. They were they, 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 they didn't put in the time that Jordan's putting in. And Orlando was like, "I'm the dude, but that guy's a man now. I'm out of here, pretty much." So that that's great. Um, some other thoughts here. Again, uh, put your comments in. We're not doing super chats or humper chats, so we're not charging you for these yet. Um, so come come on in for free. And now, don't forget, just share and subscribe and like the video. That's all we're asking you to do. This is something so just you're already here, so just like it. That's all we're asking for. All these other podcasts are asking you to pay for your comments. We're not doing that yet. Um, so <laughs> because I mean, Wiley, Wiley could use a little change. That's the only reason why, um, right. Mark checks in and says, how do you play for a third, uh, possession that isn't guaranteed? It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking about, he's talking about right. the overtime period. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. He said, he told the boys that the Niners should have gone for the touchdown in overtime because the field goal wouldn't matter. Is that crazy? No, it's not crazy. No, it's, it's right. the thing. Like, okay, it's Brock Purdy. Does Purdy get in there? Well, you got to find out on fourth down. You have to find out. So, but here's the thing, though, Hood. Like, Shanahan in the fourth quarter, he did that. He he went for it on fourth down instead of settling for the field goal, and they scored a touchdown. So it wasn't like he didn't 
make a ballsy move at some point in the game. I was like, oh, this is unshanahan like He actually did something that was ballsy. But when the game was on the line, he was like, uh, yeah, field goal. Yeah, so I, I thought that was, you know, he lost his balls. Like, he, he, he had them. I was like, oh, look at those. And then he lost them. Chiefs have, have beaten the best with less talent. Hopefully, we'll be there one day. Talking about the Chicago Bears, yeah, Curtis, that's, we understand. That's the blueprint. I mean, but that, saw that, it. so so just to put a bow on a lot of this. So Mahomes wins twice on the road. Put the Dolphins to the side. They were going to beat the Dolphins because they were banged up and they, they weren't going to win that ball game. But because just think about it, the the Chiefs were a two and a half point underdog against the Bills on the road. A four-and-a-half-point underdog against the Ravens on the road. A one-and-a-half-point favorite against the 49ers in the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is is that, you know, similar to what Tom Brady had to go through, and Brady is, is a GOAT, there's no doubt, because the Patriots did not invest in wide receivers. They did not. Randy Moss was there, yes, but as far as, like, difference-making wide receivers that can stretch the field, they was like, here's Edelman, here's Wes Welker. And it's just kind of like, all right, those guys are fine because Brady had to make them. You know, the revision yes. history that's out there is like, oh, you know, those receivers are pretty good. Well, Brady had to make those guys. Those guys yeah. were not all world. They, they, they're on the pressure cooker playing for the Patriots. You had to succeed or you get cut. Simple as that. Underwhelming receivers that Brady had to deal with. And he made them just like they, they made Brady and Belichick. So, I mean, but what I guess my point is that Look at what Mahomes had to deal with. Dude's dropping the ball. Remember that first game, September yeah. 7th? They lost against yeah. the Lions. They were like, Chiefs? What happened there? Like, you know, I, I love Tony. Kadarius Tony's my dude. Like, all that shit, right? Just like, no, that guy's yeah. hurting you. Yes. <laughs> and Mahomes were able to overcome either way. So, uh, Curtis says the coach, the coaching and – Great in-game execution was the factors throughout the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. EC's checking in. Eric Collins says, uh, good evening to us and Rocky. We'll see Rocky at the end of the show. He's been very good lately, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, Eric makes a good point. People thought that that was the end for Andy Reid. After all that time, You he was there such a long time. You thought at one point they can knock it down. And yeah. all we had is, is Chicago's own Don McNabb throwing up behind the line. Uh, yeah, you recall a bad day for, a bad day for dark skin brothers. <laughs> Reed is much better at building relationships. Yeah, no, no question yes, about. It. He is. Uh, you know, uh, Belichick beats players down. Reed builds them up. There's no doubt about that, Mark. You don't have to be in um, in Massachusetts or in Kansas City to know what's going on there, because that's how cheap. That's how he is. Reed is a player's coach, and so is Matt Nagy. By the way, officer friendly. There is no bit. There is no good cop, bad cop. When Bianami no. was there, that was daddy. When Bianami yes. was there, because Mahomes would avoid Bianami, he'd go around him like three and outs. He'd go around and talk to Nagy, right? Because he knew Daddy had the belt. Because because Bianami was like that man. He had the belt. He he'd beat him, beat up Mahomes. Good cop, bad cop. You know. Um, Eric says that Reed and Mahomes are up there with Paul Brown, Otto Graham. I love the that Lombardi love star, that. the Bradshaw. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. As far as the the winning, yeah. The let me see if there's. I think there's a stat on that someplace. There's a stat for everything. Um, 
Well, I mean, it's it's what we know. Most Super Bowl wins by head coach, uh, quarterback duo, Brady and Belichick with six. Chuck Nolan, Terry Bradshaw with four. Reed and Mahomes now have three. Walsh and Montana have three. But yet Paul Brown and uh, Otto Graham was uh, before the Super Bowl era, and that was that was just about as good as it gets. I've seen some of those NFL films um, things on them, and that was about as good as it gets. Okay, Kazo. So we've talked about that. We've got to get to this part of it. We're running, but we're running low on time. So we got a, a number okay, of things. Let's to get talk to about. it. Okay, so could you tell me your thoughts uh, on this? Uh, some thoughts now on Alicia Keys uh, showing up. And, and first of all, uh, shout out to Usher. That's number one. Shout out to Usher. Because yes. I had no idea that we would be getting Usher and Friends. Yes. I, I, I had no idea that he would know because the, the, the build was, hey, you know what, we're going to see um, – we're going to see Usher out there. I'm like, okay, Usher and who? Usher can't do this by himself. I mean, he's a talented dude, but like him doing it by himself, I'm like, that's, don't know if that is going to be happening. So what'd you think of the halftime show? That's the question. So I thought the halftime show was done really well. Uh, Usher, you know, showed that he was one of the great entertainers of the last 20 plus years with, you know, with that performance. Um, I was concerned about, uh, you know, a Swiss Beats and his, and his wife because, you know, Usher got really close. And I know that let it burn thing has an entirely different meaning when it comes to uh, Usher these days. Um, so, what, what, what does that mean? You know, he, I was concerned Alicia Keys may leave there with an STD. You know, he was so close <laughs> to her, you know. So, but I got a question for you, though, Hood. Uh-huh. Like, he walked past her at one point dancing. He like, I don't know if he swiped her ass, but he was close to swiping her ass and he smelled his finger. What do you think it smelled All like? All right, that'll be fine. What okay. Do you, what do you think? What do you think it smelled like? What do you think? Okay. What do you think it smelled like? Uh, Cheerios. How about that? Cheerios. Yes, honey nut your Cheerios. Honey nut Cheerios. Yes, but Probably. but but we have it. We have it available right now on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube and Facebook, uh, and I'm sure if you watch it live, you saw. Uh, a, a very strong embrace of Usher at, hugging Alicia at, Keys from behind. At that moment, she's going to need some antibiotics. Oh my God! Antibiotics, you know. What is what is what is the matter with you? So, I mean, antibiotics. Just, but but here's the you thing: though, as you mentioned, Swiss Beats, the husband of Alicia, yes. Keys, right? So, yes. what do you think he's thinking in that in that spot right there? And by the way, Alicia Keys, that's that's restaurant quality. Oh, that's, right? Yes, yes, that is top shelf. Yeah, you know, as you would say, uh, uh -huh. I don't think he cares because, like, when you're that level of entertainer, you have to understand what the business is, you know. So I don't think he took it personal because that's his wife. He he sees her, you know, daily, you know, in better ways than us. You're seeing her right now, so I don't think he had an issue with it. I wouldn't have had an issue with it as. As an entertainer, because you know what what it is, um, and you know, like, and if you did have one, you would have to answer you privately. But when you saw us, you would like whisper in his ear and tell him what you thought. But you know, publicly, I wouldn't have an issue with it at all because it's your wife. She's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. You, you kind of know what it is, so no big deal. So you would have no problem with it. I, I mean, this is in front of 
60 million people. This is not like one, this is not like Lala Vasquez on a on power where only a million people are watching while well, Lala. I would have had an issue with that. Like I would have had an issue with Lala more <laughs> so than like you know, like you're not getting paid enough to do all of that. Like I know power isn't paying that much. So you you're doing this for like maybe five figures, you know. So oh, yeah, I got an issue with that. You, wait, hold on a second. Are you saying 50 cent is cheap? What are you saying there? I'm saying that power wasn't grossing enough for 50 to pay Lala enough. Where as her husband, I would have been, you know, comfortable with um, doing Black History Month, or a a white man to be having sex with my wife on uh, television. You know, like as a black man doing Black History Month, that would have rubbed me the wrong way. But no, I'm being serious. You know, all jokes aside, like that isn't yeah. that that wasn't enough for her to take her clothes off. And when she did that, as as your husband, as her husband, I was like, ah, you're for the streets. From the streets, can't do uh, it. As as far as the as far as the show is concerned, like I said, I did not expect so many different acts out there with Usher. Usher, I mean, it's great. Let me say, it's on CBS. It was going to be yes. safe. It's Usher, right? So it's 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 going to be fine. We got her underrated, by the way. Her as far, I mean, I wish my favorite Prince was still alive. Imagine what Prince we could do with her. She, 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 I mean, the way she plays the guitar, I, I don't think, she, I think we've even scratched the surface with what she could do with the guitar. I think she's fab, fantastic. Yeah. Now, do you um, think Prince would be out there with, with assless chaps today? Yeah. Because, like, like that was, that was such a, you know, back then, that was such a, a, a power move where here's this guy with this guitar with, High heels and assless chaps, and every woman alive are they're throwing themselves at him. Like he can yeah. go anywhere and, and get whatever woman he wants, he can have them. And you're like, man, that's I can't pull that off. You know, if I wear assless chaps, you know, I may find something, you know, that I don't want in my chaps. <laughs> Be <laughs> so, careful with chaps, you don't want something in your chaps. That's exactly right. right. But, but Prince, yeah. he was, you know, it's a bad, I was a bad man. I was a bad man. You. If you have not gone uh, to our the hood audience, let me tell you, go to see Prince's compound. Go get to go to the tour right outside of Minneapolis. Uh, Peacock and I went, God, maybe five years ago, four or five years ago. It's really cool. Think about Home Depot. Now think about being in four Home Depots. That's how big his house is. The yeah. recording studio, along with the stuff that he wore, it's like a museum, a Prince museum. It's really dope. As someone who loves Prince, that uh, loved his music from back in the day, and I'm sure he still has more music that's been unreleased, uh, that hasn't been released by his uh, his people yet. It's it's great to see. It's a great. I mean, off the expressway, you see it there. It's a huge place. I really enjoy myself there. So we got her. We got Luda. Strange outfit. Uh Lil John. Is Lil John swole now? Did you notice the arms a little bigger? Did you I, I did. I, I yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. The aforementioned uh Alicia Keys. We'll just leave her up. Just leave that there. Yeah, okay. just leave it. <laughs> just leave it there. Who doctor? Uh Will I am, who is already odd anyway, but then the outfit I thought that was Kanye for a second. Everyone said that. People thought, did you sneak Kanye in the Super Bowl? Yeah. But I didn't hear like any 
anti-Semitic remarks, so I, I, I realized it wasn't uh, Kanye. Like, oh, that, <laughs> that's not Kanye. I, I, I thought, okay, you're trying to sneak Kanye in there because uh, all you see him now is in, in a mask. He looks like a luchador. I mean, he looks like a wrestler. He's, he only wears the mask. He's got his Kim K lookalike that is his girlfriend, wife. I'm not even sure, but no, it's Will I Am. Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. Uh, Unk. Uh, yes. He's there. And then there's Usher. I was like, you know what? This is a real, like, nice group of people helping out Usher. Usher goes from dancing to roller skate like he's in Mark. Yes. Yes. I mean, he, he's there. Yes. He's at the, the roller skate place on 87th. And he and by the way, like no slips. That dude is no. just he is awesome with choreography. I like I'm glad he got his flowers. He did. He did. I, I thought it was I thought it was a great performance. Uh I, I love the, the people he brought out. I thought it was done really well. And shout out to shout out to Hove. You know, uh since he has taken over the halftime entertainment, like I think it's been done really well every single year. You know, even even last year with Rihanna out there with you know a baby, you know she still killed it with a baby. So I, I think he's done a really good job, and you know he's they're bringing a lot of different eyes to you know the halftime show. And and I'm not saying the past was bad because there are people who still want to see the, the Who, you know, in in those acts. But you know, I think seeing you know something different is good. I think this is a more um. A more youthful approach than what we would normally see in the past with a lot of the same. So, I think it's refreshing. Uh, sorry, man, I got to change the picture. And again, we'll take your comments on the halftime show. Sorry, she's got to go because I want to ask you about Taylor Swift uh, as she was there as well. Your thoughts on Taylor Swift because she's there and she's having a fun time with Raggedy Ann. I mean, Ice Ice Spice. Uh, so, Ice Spice is up in the box. I would start, you know, I just start hearing the sun will come out tomorrow, you know, uh, for some reason. I don't, I don't know. It's just popping in my head. I can't, can't tell you why the spirit moved me to start singing that. Uh, black Annie. But you're saying she's yeah, black. That was, that was Annie, right? All, all day long. So we touched, talked about this a little bit last time. Like I, I started off believing that it was just for show, but I think it's genuine. But I also think it's going to end because really soon. When I heard uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, say he was going to come back for next year to three P, as he said those words, her face changed almost to the point like she wanted to cry because he said he was coming back. Um, and I, I appreciated that it, that that man, you know, put his foot down and did what's best for him instead of you know some woman he was he's you know dating um, right now. So. Yeah, I yeah that too. So I was it's a family show, so I was trying not to, you know, go there. But yeah, is it is it a family show? Wiley, is it? It a is. It, it's is a, family it a family show. Really? Yeah, it's a family show. I th you know, kids want to hear the truth. You know, that you know, uh, Tay Tay is, is banging Travis. Yes. 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 Right. And and now with Travis wanting to come back. You know, and she probably wanted him to maybe tour a little bit with her. You know, that hurt hurt her a little bit, but she seemed to be genuinely happy for him. She seemed to be genuinely um, the emotions were genuine. So, from that standpoint, 
as a as a fan, and even as, as a man, I appreciate seeing that from a woman that a woman is there supporting her her guy, and she's you know um, emotionally invested in the way that she was. So good for her, good for her music because I'm sure once it's over, she's going to make even better music from this experience because it seemed like one of those genuine love you know uh, experiences for her. So. Hopefully she can make some good music from that, and instead of one billion, maybe two billion will be in her account because of uh, this Travis Kelsey experience. And hopefully, you know, Travis Kelsey can pocket a, a few dollars from this experience as well because the uh, Tay Tay people, that those Swifties, they love the Chiefs now. You this know. is not tra- this is not transactional from from his standpoint. He's not. It making, isn't. Well, he's not no. making money off of this. I mean, what are you talking about? Like. It's, He's not so, making money. This is this is good for two two things. It's good for tra- it's good for the NFL because yes. there's more eyeballs than ever because little girls and and women and Taylor Swift fans they're not into football. Watch just to get a glimpse of her. That's one. Yes. And two, it's good for Taylor Swift because now football fans that were not into Taylor Swift are interested in her music. And so I yes. think it's a for both Taylor Swift and the NFL, Travis Kelsey. Well, I think we know he's what he's getting out of it. Uh, I think I think it's pretty. I mean, he's getting. I mean, he you know what he's getting out of it. But I prefer. There was, but there anyway, was, there was red lipstick somewhere, uh, somewhere that I can't say after Super Bowl last night. But um, that's that Taylor Swift red lipstick was um, was stuck somewhere. You know. We go to the uh, comments yeah. now. Uh, some thoughts. Oh boy. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, so yes, indeed. Raggedy Ann was out there or, or, or Annie, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. We thought that it, it was Kanye and people thought that, uh, Jermaine Dupree indeed was CeeLo according to Mark. Yes. Yes. He, he's, um, yes. He's one. He's really short. Yes, and he has, he hasn't, he has been eating a lot, you know. You can't be that short, and be that wide, um, and and just to think, not long ago he had Janet Jackson. He yes, had, like Janet Jackson was, you know, being, you know, doing whatever Janet Jackson does with him. Like things have changed. Things have changed. Things have changed for him. You know, uh, hopefully he can get that versus with with, uh, with Diddy, you know, and, and get back to uh, who he once was. But, yeah, he is uh, taking a step in the wrong direction. I just saw him maybe like three years ago. So he hasn't left the table in three years. You know, like you, you got to like you, you can't you you cannot be five one and three hundred pounds. That that's a bad look at five one. You can't be five one three hundred pounds. That doesn't work at all. You can't appear the penguin. Yes, yes. Who's <laughs> the penguin? Absolutely, you can. Curtis thinks that Usher's performance was top ten. I gotta look at it. I mean, I, I think that I could put him in the ten. I, mean, I, I would agree that Prince would playing Purple Rain in the rain in Miami. Why was fucking raining? Yes, yes, that's that's when you know that's when you knew God was a Prince fan. Like there was no question, no questions about it. When it's raining, while he's, it just while he's he starts purple rain, and then the skies open up and it's like ah, oh, 
there's rain. You knew at that point, you're like, yep, God, to, God loves Prince. It is no, no doubt about that. All right, a couple of news and notes that we got to get to as well. This came in right before we hit record on this. A couple of things. First, uh, from BSO, and we should invite Robert Latal on. If you don't know who Robert Latal is, he's from Black Sports Online, BSO. He's been in the news, like sports adjacent with, um, you know, Hollywood news, but it still has something to do with sports. Talking about, this is on his Twitter, talking about how Kim Kardashian confirmed uh, how her relationship with Odell Beckham Jr. These two are a thing now. Uh, I mean, so, and he also mentions that his, her, her sister, Khloe Kardashian, uh, you know, got cheated on 49 times by Tristan Thompson. So, but right. but the point but the point is, though, is that this is what we got, Cuzzo. Odell and Kim Kardashian. I know Odell was hanging on by a string in the NFL, but this will be all. It, that, that, that's it. His career is over. Now, and shout out to Kim because she is what about 44, 45? Odell's maybe like 33, 34. She must have like some Hall of Fame, you know, um, things she's working with because. What do you mean? What things? Um, yeah, just Hall. She's a she's a Hall of Fame, you know, uh, a Hall of Fame lay, you know. Um, <laughs> because you mean when you go to Hawaii, you mean like yeah. Jones? I mean June Jones, the old coach of Hawaii, like, or LA. She, but she gets them all, and not just gets them all. She locks them down. But to to your point, yeah, his career is over. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign him. I wouldn't have him near my team because you know, once a Kardashian get their fangs in you, that, that'll be all. As you was, that will definitely be all. It's over, you know. Um, that's it. Drive safely. Beep beep. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, I just, I don't get it, man. Like, I know what I'm getting with her. Like, just to say that you're dating Odell, okay? So, I mean, as Mark says, what comes after the sloppy seconds? A story for the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's restaurant quality right there. Yes, yes, it is restaurant so, quality. So we got that story that they're dating, and then of course the news of news. We come to find out uh, an hour ago, according to People Magazine, that uh, Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan are no longer a thing; that they have broken up. You, you know what? This this is that that's history in a. History was just made today. Uh, you, you realize that, right? This is the first Pippin that didn't get a ring with a Jordan. <laughs> you know, first Pippin, no rings from a Jordan. That is history. History was made today, and good for him. And this is no disrespect to anyone who is who is fifty or approaching fifty, or even over fifty. You know, there's a lot of great-looking women that age. But if I am in my early thirties. And you are fifty years old. Yeah, it's not a good look. You know that doesn't that doesn't age well. Maybe you know for that next year or two things are still fine, but you know uh, gravity's going to take you know take its toll. And I'm still going to be in my thirties. And in my thirties, when gravity takes its toll, 
I'm not going to be interested in a 50 plus year old person in my space. So unless you're going to sleep in the spare room and my girlfriend is going to sleep in my room, you mm-hmm. know, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, you know, uh, yeah. The work, the work, she can have as much work as she wants done by the time is undefeated unless you're um, unless you're Dolly Parton. Um, so Dolly. <laughs> by the time is undefeated. Dolly Parton has the best plastic surgeons that money can buy. So outside of that, Father Time is undefeated. So I have no, I would have no interest in that as a 33-year-old man or 30 early 30s man, you know. Uh so he, he did what he did. Uh I'm sure Scotty is 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 hurt, but it is. It's the first Pippin that did not get a ring with the Jordan. So that tells you uh, you know, maybe maybe future is, is, is available still. So maybe he can go back and um, you know. Do what he did. Okay. Well, we've run out of time here. So Rocky. Rocky Rocky. Is, let's bring Rocky into the show. Uh, I can remind you. There's Rocky. Yeah. Sit, 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 sit. Would you like to would you like to read what Curtis has to say about you? Can you see sit. that? Cuzo, can you see what Curtis is saying? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that the surgery she has is great. I'm not saying I would. I'm saying the surgery she has is has been great. She's like 90, you know, and her surgeries she's you know not age well with her. She's I not. Mean, she's close. She's close. She's close. She's close. So you would hit that, huh? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> not at all. I don't think well, she. I don't think she even has enough money for me to even consider it. Um, I was just I was yeah. just trying to see what your standards were. So you're saying you wouldn't do anything with Dolly Parton. Okay, at least I know. I mean, there's the price for everything, Hood. You realize that, right? Oh, yes. You know, yes. Everything else is just a negotiation, you know. Um, but, no, I, I don't think she has enough to make me interested in, uh, in, in doing that. I'm going to Peoria on Wednesday for the frame. You know, when you win two games in a row, you know what that's called? That's called a, a streak. A streak, yes. Flames have won two in a row. That we uh, are going to Bradley on the 14th. Uh, so, do you have any tips for me in Peoria? You've been through there. Any any tips? Uh, you know, stay off the roads late at night. <laughs> well, I, I'll try. Rocky, your thoughts uh, on the Blackhawks? Uh, oh, would you stop showing that for God's sake? Oh my God! Sit, 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 sit. Okay. Nope. nope. Sit. You know, sit. okay. Sit. You know what? Again, only only temporary discipline for for Rocky. So for for our mascot Rocky and for Cuzo Wiley, this is Jay Hood. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. And we'll be with you next week. Rocky, your thoughts on the Bulls? Anything? Bulls? Rocky? Terrible. He wants to cover his eyes. It's that bad. <laughs> So long, everybody. Thanks so much. Like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much. And I will, Mark and Curtis. Yes. Thanks so much for checking it out. So long. So long. Get off the couch now. Get off the couch. He's giving you five. He's doing tricks. (laughs) Man. Like a Harlem Globetrotter.